Rugby wrap-up brought to you in part by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pump, and Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Rugby Odds, starring former WWE champion John Bradshaw Layfield, God's gift to rugby, gift a Belu of the Gift Time Rugby Network, and featured guest, former Nola Gold head coach Nate Osborne. Gentlemen, while we wait for our Major League Rugby expert uh, of the day, Mr. Nate Osborne, to join us, we have a special treat. We're going to do Six Nations. We're going to pick the Six Nations matches, and we're going to do it very rapid fire. We're also going to get some insight before we actually make the picks from Steve Lewis, our resident Six Nations expert. So first off, let's look at the matches. Scotland, on the heels of their big victory over England, go into Wales now, and they are actually favored by 1.5, road favorites. Then we have England going to Italy, and they are giving Italy 24.5 points at this taping. Finally, a big match, a great match, something that everybody should take time to watch. Ireland going into France, and the Irish are getting three points on the road as underdogs. And with that, let's bring in Steve Lewis from the her hermetically sealed room, and he can give us some insight. Then we'll boot him out and make our picks. Stephen, tell us about the upcoming matches, Steve. Let's start with your, your Scotland being favored in Wales. Um, so for Scotland, they didn't play particularly well. They defended well. They were quite um, savvy. And they do now go down to Cardiff as favorites, which is unusual. Um, Wales cannot be as bad as they were at the weekend against Ireland. There'll be some response from them, particularly at home. But I think at this stage, I think Scotland's on, I dare to say it, being a um, supporting Scotland in any sport is a masochistic experience. So, um, so when we get our hope up, bad things happen. So for us to be favourites isn't great, actually, going to Wales. Steve, if, if Scotland beats a Wales in Wales, that means they're the front runner to win the Six Nations. So is there a chance that the Scots come up with the uh, Six Nations crown? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, you've got France and Ireland who would dispute that. That's the other big game this weekend. But I think it's the most one of the most evenly set tournaments in a long time. I think there's five teams could win it. Um, the six, the one not is Italy, obviously. I mean, England, you know, they've lost one game. But I think most teams will lose a game in this championship this year. All right, let me weigh in on this. This, this, There are two chances, slim and none, that Scotland wins this thing because Ireland, and I have my Irish tweed jacket on and my Irish tweed cap on, are going to take the Six Nations. But that's neither here nor there. Let's go to the second match, Steve. You've got England going into Italy, and it's what? It's a it's, this is a big task for Italy. They're not, they, can't beat, they can't beat England, can they, Steve? Yeah, one, one wouldn't think so. It's now six years without a win in the Six Nations, I think, for Italy. Um, they, they showed signs of life yet again against France. They defended well for about 50 minutes. Um, but, but, you know, it's, it's difficult to see them winning, particularly against an England that didn't play that badly and who, who now need to respond with a win. Ireland going into France. Yeah, well, mostly, mostly Irish guys have better French accents than you, so they'll, they'll probably do a bit better, you know. <laughs> you survived the swap. <laughs> who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> 
His accents are terrible. Voice is terrible. Stephen, continue, please. I'm sorry for the riffraff here. Okay, notwithstanding your your you know limit limited talent when it comes to accents, which TBL is correctly pointing out, <laughs> this is this is the game of the weekend, right? Um, France Island, probably the two favorite teams. Ireland showed glimpses of being spectacular against Wales there. That, that could have been even bigger margin than that. it ended up being. They look really, really sharp, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. So I, I've, got, I've got a feeling Ireland are um, terrific. France, a great team last year. And um, they just came undone against Scotland at home, you know, but that's happened to other people too. So Ireland, France, this is, this is the big one. I actually think Ireland are looking a little bit sharper. So I'd probably go for Ireland this weekend. Steve Lewis, thank you for coming in. We're going to let you go, and then we're going to make our picks based on – Wait a minute. Go Scotland. Go Scotland. That's <laughs> what I got to say is go Scotland. Me and Alba Gobra. Yes. Take care, gents. Cheers. All right, guys, that was Steve. And, John, I, I won the battle between me and you in front of Steve. No, That's you just, didn't. Yeah, I we did. We bonded because we're fellow Scotsmen. Whatevs. Whatevs. John, you're up first, and the first one we're looking at is Scotland going into Wales. Are you going to take Scotland given one and a half or Wales at home getting one and a half? Oh, I am torn because you look at this. This right here is the Welsh symbol that I got at the Rugby World Cup where I went over there with my friend Gareth Noakes, who's a CEO of Basie Pride, one of the best guys on the whole planet. But the problem is I'm a Scotsman by heritage. I'm a McGregor. From Locker Loman, I climbed Ben Nevis. Freedom! So I'm going with Steve Lewis's fellow home country. I'm going with the Scots. All right, a reversal. One and a half points. Wow. Well, that was a reversal that none of us saw coming. An unbelievable gift. He, sa he says he's a McGregor. He looks like a mechanic. What do you think about this one? <laughs> You know, I, I wanted to start this off by doing something with voices, but um, I, I'm not even going to begin to try and butcher on that one. Uh, I'm not, not uh, going to take your path. Cut to the that. chase, Gift. Give us your pick. <laughs> Look, there's nothing like an amazing defeat of England, and I feel like that is the thing that we can all celebrate together. So in this one, look for Wales to come back strong on this one, taking the points and the win, and uh, – Bring the dragon. Represent okay, the Okay, all right. He's picking the Welsh home team, getting 1.5. I'm staying on the Scottish bandwagon despite some injuries uh, I, because Wales is really bagged up. No, I, and because you're a suck ass. I'm a suck no, ass. You're staying with Scotland because you love Stephen Lewis. Following the money. Following the money. He's Scotland. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. John, England going into Italy. It's a lot of Parmesan and 24 points delay. What do you got? I don't want to give up 24 points in somebody else's country. Like I, th I think England wins this game. I think they win it easily. What I would prefer to do, and I looked right now, it is minus 13 for the first half to bet on England. I think England is mad. I think they come out rolling. And I think they're up uh, 13 or more in the first half. So I would go first half bet England minus 13. I like that pick. I like that. G gift. Look, I love my Italian people, but ah, not in Six Nations. I'm actually going to go ahead, just keep it easy because I don't want to blow up the – I don't like praising England too much. So, yeah, they're going to end up taking this one. I think they're going to take the full 24-and-a-half points, and I think for exactly what JBL said. They're mad. They got something to prove. And uh, the rugby union is always going to find a way to get petty on Italy. I'm a little bit more cautious with my Lira, and I think uh, I like I, – I, I like the favorite. That's the obvious favorite. I like England. By the 24, and I like John's pick. I'm going with both of those picks. Then the final match, John, Ireland 
going into France, and they are getting three points. Trois. Love France. And I am really torn here because I love the Irish, except for one person that came from that island, and that would be you. <laughs> so I am really torn here. I don't know who's going to win this. I am going to take the points, I believe. Ireland plus three. Gift, before I respond to that slight of my heritage there, why don't you go ahead and pick this one? I did not know you could get a worse accent than France, but my goodness, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> my goodness. But I actually think that this is going to be one where we see what happens in the second half, and the falter typically goes to France when it goes to second half choke jobs. I'm going to look at Ireland taking this one, taking, but not taking the points. I think this is going to be a two-point game. Literally coming down to just taking a, 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 a kick over and just making it a two-point over. That's what I'm saying. Two points. That's it. France will get the points. Ireland will get the win. All right. I'm going, I'm going with my boys from home. I'm going with Ireland. That's it. All right, fellas. We're going to take a quick break and then come back with our Major League Rugby stuff. Selling or trading in your vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. With Easy Trade, start online or visit us in store. We want your vehicle, and we'll give you up to 125% of KBB value. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. been blind since I was four and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label none of that stuff influences me I drink beer because of the taste and my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon it has a taste on the flavor what do you think's on the label I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn jumping over fire That's good beer. Hey, everybody, we're back, or I'm back. The others are locked in the uh, green room while I recap briefly last week's action. Let's get to it. And what a weekend it was. Gritty performances, upsets, and potential stars unveiled. And the first match in Major League Rugby Season 5 had the Atlanta Rattlers hosting Old Glory DC. And all the drama that was supposedly surrounding the home team Rattlers as per management and administrative shakeups didn't weigh in at all. The Rattlers scored a franchise record 55 points. On the positive side for DC, young American fly half Mike DeBullis had himself a great match. Final score 55-22 and really the only drama was in the dramatic romance novel name of fullback Joaquin de la Vega Mendina who scored 23 points including a try, six conversions and two penalty kicks. What a name. Next up was the Austin Gilgronis hosting the Dallas Jackals. It was the first ever match for Dallas. And boy, they had to be freezing their Jackals off in that unseasonably cold weather in Austin. 
But it was Dallas scoring the first try and actually leading 7-3 in this one. But at the 20th minute or so, a mistake was probably made by the number eight of the Jackals, giving the chirping symbol to the Gilgronies. And the final score resulted in a lopsided loss for the Jackals, 43-7. And check out that back line of O'Keefe and Campbell and Bracky and Dominguez. They are just unbelievable. Keeping it in Texas, the third matchup featured Houston, arguably in the biggest win in franchise history, knocking off the L.A. Giltinis. The Giltinis with three yellow cards in the match and some inspired play by the Houston franchise under the new regime of Hanukkah Meyer, who's on the show this week. And congrats to Danny Barrett, who became a father. The New England Free Jacks went into the gold mine in New Orleans to face Nola Gold's rugby, and boy, did they show some grit. Bodine Waka showed his form at number 10, showing his value, and the T-Sippers from Boston get the tough road win. Then San Diego hosted the Utah Warriors, and the Legion held off a late rally by the Never Say Die Warriors, 31-29. Key bonus points gotten by Sean Pittman's Warriors, and they may have found themselves a scrum half in Niall Saunders. Finally, Seattle, the Seawolves hosted the Toronto Arrows, their cross-border rivals. And it was a matchup of a very strong emerging backline against a depleted backline due to injury. And the Seattle Seawolves at Starfire Stadium with Tony Ridnell and Broccoli Guy and CJ and Rucky held serve and held off their cross-border rivals 21-8. Now let's bring the guys back in. And we are back with Nate Osborne, Gifte Bailu, and John Bradshaw Layfield. Fellas, we got uh, we got some heavy lifting to do again with picking and getting our people, the people that are watching the show, a lot of money. A lot of money based on our picks and the spreads in this week's Major League Rugby matches. So first off, let's just establish that last week, Gift and I were 4-2, and two, and Nate and John were 3-3, three and three, which means John yeah. gets this year's... <laughs> Wooden spoon, first of many. Congratulations, Sean. I bet you get a wooden finger. <laughs> and by the way, Nate, did you get a job as a NAS- NASCAR pit crew? What are you wearing? Mate, I'm uh, I'm just looking for opportunities, mate. Pumping gas this week, actually. <laughs> all right, get it all started. We've got that rare Thursday night special. It's at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. A little tricky for us East Coast people. But it's Seattle welcoming in Utah. Utah off a tough loss, but they made a good, strong comeback. John, the spread is minus three. Seawolves laying the points. I'm not sure if this Seattle team is as legit or if Toronto was a little bit overwhelmed in the Seattle uh, home field. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and go with Seattle this week. But this is not a strong bet on my point. All right, Nate, now that he's given his pick, why don't you give us – insight and then gift and i can make our picks <laughs> seattle was in a bash up uh that was a pretty physical game that they played against toronto um i think that seattle's going to win based on their home field and based on utah having to travel two weeks in a row and they both played sunday so it's a sh- really short turnaround there's not much training being done a uh, bit of review bit of recovery and you're back on the field so i'm gonna take uh, seattle here to cover they're gonna cover the three all right and they've got that they've got a, a 
pretty significant backline bloom blossoming in Seattle. Yeah. And but yeah. gift, you know, maybe maybe Utah found that number nine problem and they've got Niall Saunders coming off the bench and leading that big comeback just coming up shy against San Diego. Who do you have in this one? Seattle played strong against a Toronto team that a Toronto team that wasn't very strong last season, just got back home and had to go into you know, the black hole stadium of Starfire in that moment. It's just what's working too much against them. But Utah, you're returning back to your elevation. They played a tough one against uh, San Diego, which honestly could have gone in either way. Look for Utah to actually take this game because I don't think Seattle is going to be consistent because they started off hot last year as well, too. And then oh it went all boy. downhill from that point. Oh, boy. You know what, Gift? The, the pigs are flying, snowballs in hell. I got a full head of hair. I think I'm going to agree with you on this one. I think Utah, uh, despite the fact that both of these teams are on short turnaround, um, I think Utah showed us a lot in that second half, and they may have solved that nine problem. And if they have, they're going to be as dangerous as ever. And the fact that they came roaring back against the San Diego side on the road in San Diego was very impressive. I'm taking – I'm not taking Seattle, John. I'm not taking Seattle this time. I'm taking Utah. The mountain people. Mountain people. Yeah. Next one up. Friday night lights, John. Friday night lights. Toronto versus L.A. in Langford, British Columbia. So that's somewhere up by Vancouver for you folks that don't know. It ain't anywhere near Toronto, yet it's a Toronto home game. And it's Los Angeles, who lost last week to the Sabercats, minus eight. John. You know how you got in a horror movie, you got like this little nerdy kid just kind of walking around going, hey, what is that Crystal Lake over there? What are, it looks really pretty. I'm just going to walk by the lake and see what happens. All of a sudden, Jason Voorhees hops out and chops the little kid's head off. That's what happens. This is what's going to happen to Toronto. These boys from L.A. went down to Houston and got shocked. They realized those boys down in Houston didn't realize they're a lot better than them, and they should have laid down for them. L.A. is going to come back. Toronto is walking into a buzzsaw in L.A. I don't care what the spread is. It ain't enough. Oh, there you have it. Gift. Well, first and foremost, I'd like to say I was uh, one person who said L.A. was going to not do well in Houston. <laughs> Just put that out there. But to even add to that factor, yeah, no, you yeah, to be Toronto is the worst situation you could ask for because you just gave them the motivation, the motivation to go into Canada, a cooler environment and just completely rip these people apart. Anybody else but me think that he was going to break into song the way he grabbed the mic off the stand there. All right, Nate, who do you got in this one? I think that L.A., like John said, is uh, hurting. I don't think L.A. expected to go down to Houston and get that. Uh, that result, and I think it's the first time that they, you know, really haven't got bonus points in every of the, all their games. So uh, I think LA is going to bounce back as well, and I think LA will cover it. I think LA will come out firing, and uh, I don't think that Toronto, after last year, even this week, has proven that they can go back and score some points. So, Nate, do you want to apologize to the people at home for telling everybody that you knew that Gitto was playing and he didn't play? Yes, mate. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll, I'll drop another one in this. That week. Aussie, that little Aussie town thing doesn't have yeah. that pipeline that it used to, does it? Well, it will eventually. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right, and and this again, this is Hollywood versus Canada. John, you're you're used to this Hollywood kind of thing, playing in front of millions of fans, getting your ass kicked over and over again. I think Hollywood is going to exact its toll on Canada. The Torontonians. Are, are still banged up. They're getting maybe a couple of players back. It's not going to matter. L.A., you're right, Nate, minus eight. 
Fellas, the next one up sees the new newbies to the league, Dallas, unfortunately facing off for them and their fans, San Diego. And this one is going to be called by your favorite play-by-play guy, yours truly, John. Well, then I'll listen to it on mute uh, because that'll that'll be so much better. Is that a new app, Mute? 18 is a lot of points, and uh, I think Dallas uh, showed something against Austin. Austin, to me, is probably the the cream of the crop right now in the league, and so they walked into an absolute uh, best game, the first game they played in their franchise history. So we don't really know how Dallas is. I think 18 points is a lot. I'm going to go with Dallas. Interesting. All right, now that we've heard from John, Nate, give us some insight on these two teams. I I think – the Dallas, uh, even though John said showed some stuff, I think they they showed that they are a bunch of new guys trying to you know get together and make it work. Uh, they didn't play poorly. They they you know they they aimed up in certain areas, and I agree that Austin's a very good team, uh, and they gave them a bit of bit of trouble at times. But I think that uh, San Diego will cover this pretty easily. I think they'll win by about thirty. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, gift. Who do you got in this one? San Diego is going to take. Is this? It's just a more talented team. You're going into San Diego. It's just, it's it's not going to be advantageous for Dallas in any way. I look for San Diego to take the points on this one all the way through. Look for Dallas to come back, come into this after season, after week eight, though. Some might think that San Diego might take their foot off the gas pedal because they're at home and maybe this is a lesser team and they rest guys. But last year was a learning curve for them, San Diego, in that regard. And I think they're going to try to win as many games out of the gate as possible in that tough Western Conference. They're going to especially try to win the ones on the uh, at home. And I think they're going to more than cover the 18. Next one up, Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern time, NOLA versus Rugby ATL in Nolens. Goldmine, Atlanta, though, minus seven, JBL. Goldmine Marie Laveau Voodoo Bourbon Street. I once spent a month on Bourbon Street in a night. That's I, it was <laughs> legendary. Yes, indeed. We made a mistake on Nala. See, we thought that Nate Osborne had laid such a wonderful foundation that we're on roll through the entire season. Okay, we sure. didn't know that once he left, there was a chance that foundation had a few cracks in it after he left. Not the wonderful foundation he laid. And so we were wrong about Nala last week. I'm not going to be wrong about Nala this week. I'm going with Atlanta to beat Nala, the gold mine, voodoo, by all the points. All right. So when he says we, ladies and gentlemen, he's obviously not including me because I picked New England for the exact reason that they fired Nola Nate Osborne. So, Nate, on that note, why don't you give us some insight on those two teams? I think knowing New Orleans and knowing the the men inside that locker room, they never play two bad games in a row. And that's something that we've done for four years. Never mm. back-to-back, played four game, bad, uh, back, back, bad games. I think that they they win this week. I think they, they're they not going to win by much. It'll be a close, really close Whoa. game. I think, uh, they're going to come back strong, and I think they're going to beat Atlanta at home. On the home turf, Gift, I know this one is a tough one. New Orleans is going to take the points on this. Atlanta's going to take – Atlanta's going to – Atlanta's going to take the win. I'm picking Atlanta. 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 They're firing on all cylinders. John, next one's got to have you conflicted. You got your Houston Sabercats there out of Texas. Yeah, Texas. And who would have thunk that the Houston Sabercats would have tipped the apple cart this early in the season, knocking off your Giltinis, John. And now 
They're welcoming the welcoming in New York who had a buy last week, and no, so they're an unknown entity. First of all, it is not my guiltinis. I am from the great state of Texas. Look at my terracotta warrior here with his, <laughs> his mask on, compliance, and his cowboy hat. Houston is going to win this game at home. I think the, the game last week, this is a perfect letdown spot, by the way. Wow. All right, Nate, let's get your insight after John made his pick because this could have been the biggest – well, it had to be the biggest win in Houston Sabercats history, This, especially – against the, the defending champions. Defending champions did have three yellow cards, but what do you got here? I think that, you know, back-to-back, if Houston can beat LA and New York, two of the top teams in the league back-to-back, they're going to be, a, you know, a real threat for the league this year. Uh, I don't think that they're going to score enough points to beat New York. I think that they kicked a lot of goals against and uh, those yellow cards for LA uh, helped Houston. I'm going to take uh, New York here and uh, another Queanbeyan boy, Sammy Windsor, going down back to his old, old stomping grounds of Houston and, get, and getting a, maybe his first win on the, on, in Houston. Oh, Gift. Gift, you're the one that picked Houston last week, so what are you going to do now? Well, <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> about the people of Houston. Let me tell you about the freeze of Houston, the humid cold of Houston. New York has never faced a cold like Houston, humid cold. But I have to say, Houston might end up coming into this game cold. You come too hot, and then you have to fall back down into the cold, into the ice. And I look for rugby New York, no longer united New York, to come through with the anger of the New Yorkers. Amen. With the anger of all the... Yada, yada. Look, New York is going to end up winning this one. I actually think they're going to take the points on this one, but it's only because of the fact it's the first game they've gotten to play, and they got to watch a whole week of people playing without them. So it's only going to be personal. I still see you, Houston, being a, a really big uh, player in this game, uh, in this uh, season. But All right. Okay. I'm, I'm going to shock the world here, and I'm going to agree with John uh, that I like Terracotta Warriors. That's the only time I'm going to agree with them. I've, I'm going with New York here. They've got a very, very good team on paper. They're not going to be uh, walking in there under Who'd you watch Six Nations with? Who'd you watch Six Nations with? Of a whole bunch of people at the world's best rugby pub, the Pig and Whistle. I'm going to well, – I'm Steve, just going to – Steve Lewis, the head of rugby operations there for Rugby United New York. He may, he may or may not have been. I can't confirm or deny at this point. Next one up. John, another one that's going to be tough for you. You got another Texas team. Texas. Versus all glory. So who are you going to piss off, John? You're going to you're going to piss off the people from your home state, or you're going to piss off the neighbors on your street, including Chris Dunlavy and his co-owner Paul Sheehy, of course, of Sheehy Auto Stores, the, the person that I have a relationship with in my Volkswagen Taos 2022 Volkswagen Taos is from Sheehy Auto Stores. John, who are you going to piss off in this one? It's Austin minus eight at home versus all glory. Texas born and Texas bred. One day I'm going to be Texas dead. There ain't no way I'm picking against the Lone Star State. (laughs) You live across the street from Paul Sheehy. I do, and I love Paul Sheehy. That's my home country. Nate, now that he's picked, what do you you think on these two teams? Oh, glory. I said last week they needed to find a way to replace Robinson, uh, and I'm not sure they did. Going down to Austin right now, especially after how they got got whooped by Atlanta last week. Uh, I think that they're going to get some of the same medicine. I think that uh, Austin's going to cover or Austin's going to win by a fair bit. I think Austin will win by about 20 points. Wow. All right. Okay. Gift, 
I'm a little bit split on this one as well, too. I love me some old glory for a lot of personal reasons. You know, they their support over here. And as much as I want old glory to be able to keep rectifying and building up, they're just setting up. It's going to be a little bit of a tough season. Look for Austin to be able to take this and the points. Defend the home. JBL's country. Recognize it. <laughs> it's an eight point. That's a lot of points. Eight points. But that Austin back line is awesome. Marco Keefe's in there now, too. You got Bracky backing up the studs. Dominguez, who Nate knows all about. Do you have a pick, have a pick while your name drops? I have to go with watch. Austin. Sorry, Sheehy Auto Stores. I still love you guys as I'm putting around in my car. Uh, that, I think that's it, guys. We got final thoughts on, on week two upcoming. Nate? Mate, I'm excited. I, this is going to be a, a great week. We've got a Thursday night, Friday, some Saturday. Love it. Let's uh, let's lock in and watch a lot of MLR this week. And as Dan Power said on our other show, grab a friend, bring him to the game, or grab a friend, bring him to a bar, and watch the game, support the league. Gift! I'm appreciating the return and the power strike of getting non-traditional days of rugby. All right? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but Saturday is a traditional day. Let's keep doing it. It's going to be a good week. HBC Rugby Classic. We've got a new hashtag, Power Strike, John. How do you follow that? It's interesting to see, to me, is Houston really that good or did they shock uh, L.A.? And how good is rugby in New York? Because people talk about they could be the winner of the the league this year. This is going to be a great matchup. And on that note, we are out of time. Thank you, Gift A. Bailu. Thank you, Nate Osborne. Thank you, John Bradshaw Layfield and special guest Steve Lewis. And thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe to our weekly newsletter. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Also, check out our other segments, including the College Rugby Wrap-Up, our Major League Rugby Preview Show, and our big interview with Hanukkah Meyer, the famed South African coach, now the director of rugby at the Houston Sabercats. And please, please, please sign up for our American Red Cross blood donor team.